Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies. I'm your host, Nina. I'm your other host, Letha. And today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 2, Mole, um, which is a Mexican dish. Letha, fill for time. <laughs> All right. It is a sauce. Um, okay. Often made with chocolate. Quite delicious. Has nothing to do with this episode. but uh, Every episode just makes us want to go to Mexico. Yeah. Oh, man. Mole's so good. I know. Once we get our like big funder, we can do an episode from Mexico, retracing you know, so Miguel's can... steps. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I mean... agree. That would add a lot to this podcast, listeners. If you would like us to do this, we'll start a GoFundMe page. <laughs> no, we we won't. We won't. That sounds like fraud. Uh, we won't do that. <laughs> I mean, I see some content creators, not for Cobra Kai, because they tend to be awesome. But there are some people with Patreons out there. They're not posting jack shit. Yeah. And they're collecting. At a certain point, you're just begging for money, right? Like, that's... <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so this is actually a fairly linear episode. Do you want to start with Chosen? Chosen's journey? I do, because um, he actually opens this episode, and... He's hitting... He This is 1972 in Okinawa, and he and uh, he's like little child chosen, who's like eight years old. And young Sato. And young Sato, who's like still kind of a scary man. Um, yeah. Leading a karate class where all the students. Why so to... angry, Sato? He seems so angry. It's just like a Tuesday at his like karate school, but like he's got all these students who are hitting sand, right? That's what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Um, and chosen clever boy that he is has a pillow in his sand so that he's not hurting his hands as much as he's supposed to, and. Uh, there's, like, this kind of scary scene where, like, his uncle calls him out on it and says, like, do you want to be a man or a coward? Which is a bit much for, like, a kid that young, I think. Also, but, hey. it's, like, it's, like, the same thing where I understood when Terry Silver told Daniel to, like, hit the boards because he was actually trying to fuck up his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's, like, I don't know what Sato's doing at this training school with these children telling them to, like fuck up their hands, essentially. Well, you kind of need those, right? I actually noticed that the class, like, a lot of them aren't children. A lot of them are, like, full grown-ass men. Like, Chosen is the only one who's, like, a kid, I think. Do you feel like they're, the show creators are trying to kind of explain away, oh, that whole thing with Kumiko, uh, his... His whole ziplining thing, this is the origin story. To be totally honest, in retrospect, now that we have, you know, seen the entire season, I have no idea what they're doing with the scene. I don't I'm know just, why it's I'm here. just going to say, it's too little too late, show creators, because it's like, he, Chosen is in a realm of his own, and if he, if he's done something like hold a, a knife to Kumiko's throat, you can't just explain that away with some and brief flashback. I'm not sure what this explains at all. It's like, because throughout the episode... And he like, had it rough. Yeah, like, I get it. Like, look, Chosen, like, his, his uncle was tough. And, you know, you see young Chosen trying to pursue a shortcut. And then, like, throughout the episode, Chosen, like, his emphasis is that, like, you know, I, I used to think shortcuts were the way. I didn't have honor. And, like, I've worked to get it back. And the whole time, I'm like, is this leading up to a thing where eventually he does revert to his old childhood self and chooses a shortcut. Because, you know, know, the theme of this episode is he's he's basically like a mole or a spy in Terry Silver's organization. And I kind of wondered if they were setting something up where it's like, you know, but ultimately Chosen doesn't change his stripes and he goes back to, like, he actually, like, for real, like, joins Terry Silver's cause or something. But they're not. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'll mention when we get to Terry Silver's sort of thread, like, that's... That's what I was praying would happen when we watched this the first time around. I mean, it kind of seemed like they were leading up to this. And now, in retrospect, like, you know, spoiler alert, he does not join Terry Silver's team. 
he really do, does seem to have like redeemed himself and chosen honor. I don't really. I don't buy it. I mean, I think that they maybe did this because when I when I watch Chosen and Daniel together, they just have an amusing energy. They have so, an amusing energy. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when you find a winning pair, you're like, okay, let's let's like put these two together. And I'm actually fine with it. And I actually like Chosen. I really do. I didn't think I would, but like, I like him. I I think he's got like a fun energy. I think, yes, he did hold a knife to someone's throat, but look, he got old, he mellowed out. Honestly, it seems more like he mellowed out than he found honor. And I have no idea, like, what that scene of him, like, trying to cheat his way through karate class, like, what are you, like, I don't really think that that, that his problem was that he was a cheater. I always thought his problem was more that, like, he was really aggro. Do you think that they were trying to just plant the seed, like, is he a spy for working both sides and... You know, maybe you'll never know until, like, the end of the season when it's, like... Right, but then by the end of the episode... Yeah, it's, like, yeah, we we talk... We'll talk about this later, about how the season sort of picks up certain threads and puts them down again, and... Right, and it's, like, yeah, for instance, like, um... So part of, like, the, the grand plan to infiltrate Cobra Kai is he shows up for an interview for, like, instructors, and he gets paired with, uh, Tori... I love it. Tori sees right through him. I actually really liked their interaction. I think Tori, the actress who plays her, like, generally is, like, she doesn't overplay anything. Like, you can tell, like, uh, at one point Kenny asks her when she's going to bring the trophy in, and she kind of changes the subject. And you can tell, like, the ill-gotten way the trophy was won, like, is weighing on her. But she's not, like... Unlike the actress who plays Sam, like, she's not, like, you know, yeah, throwing her brow Sam constantly. Sam plays every scene like she's on Broadway. Right. Like, Tori's just, like, you can sense, like, it's just weighing on her mind. And, like, the conversation with Chosen where he's just, he's basically, like, you know, she, she, a, he sees, like, look, you, you, you're the champion, but you're, you don't, you don't seem to feel like you're a champion. He's, like, I, he, that's when he tells her, like, I used to think that pursuing shortcuts was the way, but it wasn't. I'm, like, oh, they kind of, I could kind of see, like... Actually, the funny thing is, it's I don't really think of Chosen and Tori as, like, people without honor. They're people who are really aggro, who are starting to mellow out from being really aggro. Like, Chosen ziplining in is not, like, a million miles away from, like, uh, Tori, like, invading the LaRusso home. Right. Yeah, right? Like that's true. Right, and it's like, I feel like that they're... Their thing is that they were both really angry people who were who have like learned to calm down. I'm not sure why we gotta make this about honor, but apparently we do. Um, yeah, well, I mean, Tori... She says, why be a sensei in Chosen's his honor? But I feel like what he really meant was, like, free rent at the LaRusso's. Right, like, come on. Honor can mean a lot of different things. The LaRusso's have a pool. Don't you know? <laughs> and it's like, there's, there's you know, no shame in admitting that. I think there's honor in admitting that you need a roof. Grifter Chosen head. would be my favorite chosen, chosen if they went that Robbie way. Robbie went down that road for a time until he fucked that up. Everybody grips off the LaRusso's for, like, a little bit. Like, yeah, Robbie's I mean, mom grifted off Daniel, of Daniel, and you're like, you're going to pay for my celebrity rehab? cool yeah okay sure <laughs> whatever you say dude um yeah i actually was kind of hoping like oh maybe the season is going to be like because again i liked Cho- uh, i liked uh tori and Chris's relationship i actually was kind of hoping maybe we're going to see a bit like of a tori chosen mentorship no i don't think they ever have a scene again after this but Wait, can we talk go back to the scene with daniel and chosen sort <laughs> of like putting their heads together so daniel's warnings about terry silver are hilarious He'll do things to make you feel special. Doesn't that make Terry Silver sound like a rapist? Or like a pimp? Like a date rapist? Yeah. It's... Like, I'm just like, be careful, man. I mean, first he's going to say, like, his pants are chafing him. Then his shirt's <laughs> chafing him. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And then when you 
see this dinner scene, which is insane. I mean, to get invited to the man's house. And you know what? I, I actually, like, begin, with the, at the beginning of the scene, I'm like, wait, okay, you're right? Because, like, really... Because, of course, at the end of the interview, somehow Chosen gets invited for a personal, like, dinner session with, oh, with Terry at not house. just that. It's, it's an after-hours mm-hmm. sword showcase. Oh, my God. So he, he's in, like, the gigantic dining room drinking the finest whiskey, and he gets to see all the swords that Terry has. And it's very, like... It's very, like, wait, he's interviewing for, like, a sensei job. Don't... How much could they possibly get paid? I mean, this is the other disconnect. Like, obviously, I enjoyed the Terry Silver scenes, but it's like a different Terry Silver than the Terry Silver we saw, um, like, season four, episode mm-hmm. one, right? Like, when he was, like, looking disaffected. and his, Like, I think he looks similarly disaffected, but now he's just standing around supervising these random senseis. Yes. Like, this can't be his dream. It like, is, I don't buy it. That's the thing. Like, the big problem with this entire season, and, like, this episode's a good showcase of it, is it's, like, Terry's kind of acting like he's, like, the ruler of, like, an evil kingdom or something like that. Or, like, he's acting like a Bond villain. But, like, the thing is, it's, like... You, dude, you just run a dojo. You run a small business, and you're thinking of expanding. And like, even having chosen over for this crazy dinner, it's like, yeah, you, you're thinking of hiring him to be like an hourly contract worker. Yeah, like when Terry Silver said that line about like, I want Cobra Kai and karate to be as synonymous as like Starbucks and coffee. Like a part of me died. I'm I like, mean, to me, that's like that's very realistic. I totally believe he would that do makes that. You fucking Howard Schultz. You are Howard Schultz, though, and Howard Schultz doesn't like sit around. Well, yeah, he probably does suck, but he also doesn't like sit around and hire like evil ninjas for things that we you know, know of. That we know of, and it's like, on the one hand, I think that it's like hilarious that like Terry Silver's like big goal is to franchise, but on the other hand, it's like, then why? Why are you acting like you're in a Bond movie? That's you don't have a Bond villain goal. I mean, I gotta say it's like it's probably just enjoyable because I think actually when Terry Silver does play grounded, it is kind of like like when he's with Tori um, and he's like talking her into sort of like keeping the cheating allegation secret. He's like, you know, I'm. He, I don't know. I feel like he plays that well. Like that's understand. the thing. Like the weird thing is that like. I don't really understand who Terry Silver is, and I don't think anybody does. Maybe he's unknowable, but, like, he's got these scenes with, like, Tori, or that scene with Tori, where basically, like, this is when she, like, actually brings up, like, you know, you paid off a ref. This this trophy is ill-gotten. And, like, he really plays it perfectly. Like, very, very, like, cleverly. He's not trying to pretend he has a huge bond with her. He admits that he's not as close with her as Kreese is, but he's, like... I did what was necessary for Cobra Kai's survival. I mean, you do what's necessary, right? Like, stealing food when you're hungry, that's necessary. And, of course, that gets right at, at like, Tori's, like, a morality. And I think that his explanation is actually, like, good enough that I was like, well, yeah, now I kind of think that LaRusso should have, like, paid off a ref. Like, if it is, like, a matter of, like, you're going to go out of business or not... And like, like, he has a silver tongue, one could say. Right, and that's the thing. It's like, sometimes he has a silver tongue and he, like... He plays it so well, like, an ev- he doesn't play it like an evil villain where he's like, you tell anybody. Like, see, that's the thing. The the Terry Silver who's talking to Chosen in his, like, Bond villain scenes would be the kind of person who'd be like, if you tell anybody about this, you and everyone you love will die. Instead, like, he's very much like, don't, you know, hey, if you feel the need to leave, I understand completely. I wouldn't hold it against you. But if you stay, like, you know, this, you will definitely be the future of this dojo. And I'm like... 
that's the kind of thing a clever person would do, right? And, like, he's not particularly clever when he's being, like, evil. He's, like, insane right. and not I don't particularly feel effective. Like Chosen is particularly smart. I wish Silver had tried, honestly, to persuade him or find a tact that they, they both had the same sort of teacher or, like, mm-hmm. something. And, again, it would have been great if Chosen, like, is revealed to be a spy. They could have even done, like... He was supposed to, like, he is allied with Silver, but then at the very end, he has a change of heart. They could have done a lot of things with that. But here, it's just like, Chosen is a horrible spy. He yeah. has zero I mean, for, for reasons I don't in. understand is that, like, you know, uh, Terry Silver initially is like, where are you from? He says, I'm from Kyoto. And he knows, like, a bit about Kyoto. He can, like, Like, fudge do it. your fucking research, man. But, yeah, and of course, I actually kind of like the moment when it's, like, um, they raise glasses for their whiskey toast and, like, Chosen says Kari, and later on, like, and you see, like, that look on Terry Silver's face. It's very much like, you know that scene in Inglorious Bastards? Have you seen Inglorious Bastards? I have, yeah. Yeah, like, that scene where um, the British guy who's, like, pretending to be a German guy, like, the way that he's revealed is that he holds up, like, three fingers, uh, the three middle fingers to say three, mm-hmm. and there, you can see, like, that he's been made just from the look on everybody's face, mm-hmm. you know? But you don't know why until later when it's, like, actually the German three is when you hold up, like, your thumb and your index finger and your middle finger. And, like, I love things like that. I love that later on, like, this, you have Terry Silver be like, if you were from Kyoto, you, you would have said Kampai. It's like, who knows more about Asia, goddammit? Yeah, and, like, you I Asian wish Daniel has been do, there. Right? <laughs> I mean, um, Terry Silver has, like, a sword showcase. So, yeah, like, Terry Silver's definitely, that. like, he and, and Daniel should definitely... Start well, like I a... feel like they were definitely teasing this, where um, they were like, rivalries die slow deaths. Chosen said that. Mm-hmm. I-, I feel like they could have easily been like, he's been nursing a, a grudge against Daniel. It seems like time. they were trying to go in that direction, and then they were just like, eh, no. I mean, because it's like, at the last minute, like, you've got him, like, giving up the game with his toast. And then, at this point, like... Uh, Terry Silver actually offers Chosen a position as his right-hand man, which, like, at least made more sense to me than, like, this being a sensei interview, because it's like, why are you wasting good whiskey on, like, senseis? Like, seriously. Because you got money to burn. They're contract employees, Nina. (laughs) Um, This seems like a salaried position. That, that, sure, more whining and dining, but, like... He's getting some temp senseis sent in. Oh, my God. I mean, the temp senseis, meanwhile, like, uh, once... Chosen has been exposed for the the fraud and LaRusso sympathetic person that he is. He's brought in for a final interview that just consists of, like, all the other temp senseis being sicked on him. Which is, again, one of those... It's one of those things where I'm like, but, like, why? Like, Terry Silver, do you want them to, like, kill him? Like, I mean, no, but they're just... It's interesting. It's like everyone is in a different show. Yes. You know? Where Terry Silver feels like he's the final boss in a video game, and he's like, you have to wait around and beat up all the random thugs, and then maybe by the end of the season you'll get a, like a shot right. at fighting and, him. And the thing is, it's like, I'm like, wait, okay. So your goal is to start a franchise, and you're... For some reason, you still seem to hold a grudge against LaRusso. They're like, why? He's like, he's not even in the picture anymore. He's yeah. pretty much lost. He's barely in this episode. But, maybe okay. that's why I liked it so much. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean... But, like, yeah. And then... So that's your goal. And this dude, like, is kind of like a corporate spy for LaRusso. And... Honestly, if you were if Terry Silver was being Terry Silver clever about it, I would actually like string him along for a while and maybe like feed him false. I don't know. You could probably do some fun stuff there. Chosen's not that great a spy. You could totally use this yeah. against Delarusso. But like, instead, he's like, I'm gonna have like all my my temp senseis try to beat him up. I'm like, okay, I 
you'll sure show him, I suppose. Um, and Chosen, of course, like, I, I think the, the whole reason this is there is for Chosen to, like, kick some ass, which is fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. Like, okay, he has, he still has his karate skills. Yeah. It's fine. And, like, I don't know, I just like Chosen, despite the fact that he's, his storyline is not interesting. He does bring <laughs> a goofy energy to the show. Yes. That I feel like sometimes sort of went away. Like, when they took away Crease, the goofy energy just disappeared. You know, Terry him. Silver isn't goofy enough for you? No, I mean, I think they're doing something weird where it's like he, he's goofy at some times, but he's playing it very kind of like, I don't know. Camp. Camp, yeah. Which is, it's like, yeah, he's like a bit too. Like, I, I he's guess. He's not, you know, kicking a wine bottle across, you know? Right. Like, that's the Terry Silver that I recognize. Yeah, you like full batshit Silver who's on cocaine. Like, that's the thing. It's like, he's on like weed now. Okay. I don't know what he's, he's like. mellowed out, and he's not, he's so tired and low energy, he doesn't even want to do karate. I don't know, like, I don't think he's, like, necessarily low energy, but it does, like, cocaine silver, and, and like, was, the like... The truest silver. The, maybe the truest silver. Maybe, like, the silver that, like, uh, antidepressant silver really missed. Like, that guy, I kind of understood him. Like, he was doing batshit crazy stuff because he was batshit crazy. This guy, this silver is not batshit crazy. Like, his goals and his aspirations are pretty much like, yeah, no, sure, you want an international dojo chain. Okay. But then why are you also pulling cocaine silver tactics? They don't fit together. Like, yeah. him stalking Daniel, like, in his house, like, hiding in his chimney is just like, yeah, you're insane. This is just like, what? Are you, like, it's like you're a corporate dude who's just, like, watched way too many movies and hit your head somewhere. Like, in contrast, can we talk about Miguel and his dad? Yeah, let's go. Because it's a good contrast because it's like... I really like this plot. Um, it, it resolves in this episode, and that's fine. Like, I didn't really need, like, Miguel and his dad yeah. like, lasting a season. But, like, Miguel's dad is, like, such a bougie guy with, like, a bougie house. And, like, there's, like, a nice thing where, like, he, he clearly is taking a shine to Miguel. And he mentions that, like, the kid Louis is not his own biological son. Like, it's his, like, basically his girlfriend or wife's son. But, like, he's saying that he never had a kid of his own. And, like, there's... There's this nice thing where it's, like, they, they seem to have, like, a genuine rapport, and, like, I totally get it when, like, Miguel calls his mom and is actually pretty upset that, like, his dad seems like such a nice dude, and, like, why didn't he get to have his dad all this time? And, of course, you know from, you know how it's gonna turn out. Like, you know that his dad is not gonna be that nice a dude, but I feel like the show played this very Yeah, nicely. I was going to say exactly that. So when... Um, Hector says he's going to take him to, um, that place, El Hoyo, El Hoyo Verde. Verde. Um, I, I was just like, is this like, I don't know, a dungeon or something where like, he's going to watch some, somebody be tortured and it turns out to be like a fight. So it's like, he's fixing fights maybe, or like right. something. They're never actually it's clear what his business is. Thought. Yeah, yeah. It's like very vague. Um, and then if we can spoil this, it's like after hours with Hector, who's, I guess now completely wasted, and he's just kind of like an ordinary dirt, dirt bag. Yes, yes. And that's like kind of how it works out in real life. Right, and like, I know, I like that, that, it, that it is grounded in real life. Like, look, I know there's a lot about the show that like can be over the top and goofy, but like, I think that you might like, it just, it's more effective when it's like, no, Hector doesn't run, like, I was actually wondering, like, you know, after you see the Terry Silver scene, it's like, is Hector going to be running a rival international karate crime I know, cartel? Like, don't make him a kingpin. Right, but he's instead, too, like, incompetent. Yeah, it's, it's done, like, Hector seems like, he, you know, the things that Miguel, like, says, like, he seems, like, nice and well-respected and generous, like, 
I actually totally believe that he probably is that person sometimes. But he also has, like, deep-seated resentment against women. Yes. And, like, I, I love, like, the moment that you see Hector turn is, like, um, so Johnny and Robbie are wearing their FBI sweatshirts and are coming are looking for him. And so one of, like, Hector's underlings is, like, the FBI is, like, here. And first of all, I like that he's, like, they don't have jurisdiction. Like, I like that he doesn't immediately, like, hop in a plane but and fly away. But somehow Hector thinks that the FBI is using, like, teen spies? Well, I mean, it I does mean, seem strange that... that, like, suddenly the FBI uh, are looking for him and, like, suddenly this American kid appeared in his life sort of out of nowhere the day before. I mean, if I'm Hector, I'm thinking something is up. And he's right, actually, something is up. This is, like, his, his long-lost son looking for him. But I like that the way that he interrogates Miguel is, like, unlike all the stuff that Terry Silver's been doing, it's, like, just realistically scary. Like, it's just, like, give me your phone. Give me your phone right now. Yeah. And I like that he looks at it, he, he looks through some of Miguel's, like, very clear high school student pictures, and, like, he and he doesn't get to the picture of, like, Carmen. And or, he invokes Icarus like a normal person. Oh, man, yeah. Like, he does <laughs> eventually, but, like, I like that, like, he, as soon as he's like, oh, Miguel's, like, not a teen spy, he doesn't want to take him to be tortured. He's like, sorry, kid, you know, you get paranoid. And then, like, that scene later when he invokes Icarus, it's like, he's super drunk on tequila, and he's talking about, like, the government and women, and he brandishes a gun, but he does it so casually. Like, yeah. I like that. Like, they could have made it a huge deal, but it's just sort yeah. of like, you get the feel. And also, I thought it was also pretty realistic that he's unloading all this on a perfect stranger, because he seems like the guy, kind of guy, when he gets drunk, who just wants to talk about this Yeah, that's also a red flag. So, mm-hmm. like, Carmen was on... Like, sometimes you... You have to get the hell out of there, right. even if they're just a casual dirtbag. Right. He's, like, kind of like a run-of-the-mill dirtbag, and, you know, and you can tell, like, the thing that really breaks Miguel's heart is, like, he, like, when uh, Hector, like, is reminiscing about, like, oh, the girl that he had in Ecuador and how she didn't care for his business and, and left. And he says, like, you know what I regret? Nothing. And it's, <laughs> like, it's such a... It's, like, not an over-the-top statement, but yeah. it's, like, I could see, like, yeah, it's heartbreaking for, like, this 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 kid who was, like, hoping that he found, like, uh, like his dad and that his dad that his dad was, like, horribly misjudged. And it's just, like, you... The thing is that's weird about this episode is that, like, you get such whiplash, like, watching Hector compared to Terry Silver. Like, they're yeah. both, like, come on, Terry Silver just wants to start the Starbucks of karate. Also, they're both kind of just garden variety dirtbags at this yeah. point. But one of them is, like, I don't know, is, like, acting like he is, like, a kingpin of international crime, even though he's not actually involved in crime. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I don't even know if, yeah, like, hiring, he, like, bribing a ref is illegal, for God's sakes. I mean, you should do more of that. He needs to earn the mantle of being a Bond villain, because now he's just running a kind of a straight-up business. It's just a business. And it's like, why are you acting... Hector is actually involved in crime and is actually some sort of, maybe not a high-level kingpin, but, like, a mid-pin. And, like... He's not acting like that. Also, the things that Terry Silver is promising Tori, like, I'm going to make you the future of this dojo. Like, Tori's 17. What does that mean? Like, is she going to teach at this dojo? Like, what are you offering her? At least Mike Barnes was promised, like, a 50% share. Yes, that is an actual, like, thing that you can bank on. But, like, with, with Tori, it's like, I guess her photo will be on the posters. Meanwhile, by the way, I was observing, we both love the look of Cobra Kai's dojo. <laughs> There's a lot of pictures of Terry Silver on the walls. I mean, if you got it, flaunt it, I guess. My God, he's been associated with this dojo for like half a year. Wow. Um, There's not... Okay, I have to ask. Wasn't it a little sad that um, when when Chosen was like, I heard you had some like issues of like not being able to trust your business partner? 
I would have liked to see like a little bit of flash of sadness in Terry Silver's eyes. Instead, he's just like, yeah, I dealt with disloyalty. He has cut crease out of his heart, man. Yeah, I mean, it is cold. Don't you kind of have to do that if you're going to frame a man for like? I know, but I thought he'd be assault. a little bit more torn up about it because they yeah. really spent time in season four building up this building idea up that there's a bond they between them. They got matching tattoos. They got matching tattoos. I mean, it's. It was so tortured, and it's like, now they're just retconning the whole thing? Like, oh yeah, he was some weirdo guy. Which, I mean, he is. But he he's is, your but weirdo guy. He's a, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, again, I feel like somebody's got to figure out who Terry Silver is. Actually, no, just just let it lie. Like, there's no figuring <laughs> it out at this point. But, like, I agree with you. Like, season four, like, all the damn flashbacks, they all... Maybe it's because, like, the actors in the flashback are, like, playing it totally different. Like, young Kreese and young Silver are like, okay, these are guys who are, like, really, like, one of them clearly wants to have a romantic affair with the other. But aside from that, these are guys with maybe a really clear bond. Yeah, maybe that's a season six flashback. Well, it's I mean, like that I honestly feel like nobody stuff. told, like, the older actors, like, and these guys are, like, really tight, right? Like, because it's just, like, you get that sense from when they're getting matching tattoos, and now you're, like... I don't know, man. Yeah, Who the fuck they're, knows? Now they're just business partners. It is sad. Ex-business partners. Ex-business partners. Um, so let's talk about how that scene with Miguel um, and Hector ended. So Hector basically ruins it by being a wino or a tequila oh, yeah. And again, unlike, like, sorry, I'm going to stop like unfavorably comparing Silver, but like, the thing that happens is it ends like so naturally and like just Miguel's like, I'm going to go now. And Hector's like, okay, you sure? Chicharron for one, then, you know. And then he's just like, well, take care of yourself, kid. Like, it's just, like, really just, like, it's casual because, like, you know, Miguel doesn't really mean anything to Hector. He's, like, this kid that, like, Hector took a shine to. And then is just like, yeah, well, all right. Right. You don't want more tequila? You don't want any chicharron? Go, go, you know, go with God. Saga, the telenovela dad, and... Yeah, so handsome, though. (laughs) <laughs> um, and Miguel calls his mom and like, uh, he's so good in these scenes. He's so good. Yeah. Like, yeah, he just, he's like, you were right. And of course, like, this is the moment that Johnny drives up and gets out of the car. I was moved. I was moved. Cause it's like, I would have been moved too if it hadn't been like Robbie in the headlights. <laughs> no, I thought that was like a good little thing. Cause it's, it's like horrible. Cause they spent the whole day quote unquote bonding. Robbie's always in the headlights. Robbie is a third wheel in every relationship and it's horrible for him. Oh, I mean, actually God, team Robbie's resurgence. Um, what, what's I know. happening? See, I'm like, those scenes where Robbie is looking at Miguel and his dad hugging with like a look of like betrayal on his face. It's just you don't. I did not get that. I did yeah, not because no. he's dead inside. Oh him. my god! I just got the feeling that he's like, oh okay, so like this kid who I once like kind of paralyzed and everything like seems like he's having a hard day and my dad's there for him. I feel like this is like Robbie being like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna like let it happen without, not, like, looking on. like, a level of maturity you can realistically expect from a teenager. That if you are a teenager that that's acting that way, that means all of your hopes have been dashed. Oh, my God. And you have let your father go. I mean... Into the arms of another son. Oh, my God. I think that this is a nice moment for Robbie not, like, just to be there but not really dominate the scene. Because, of course, what dominates it is, like, you know, he sees Johnny and Miguel does and is like, I'm okay. I'm coming home. And then they hug and he cries. And it's I know. Good. I feel like they're trolling the audience, though, because it's, like, just the scene before was this, like, chili eating contest where Robbie uses his smarts to <laughs> outwit somebody. And he finally gets, like, 
one compliment from his father. Oh. And then all of that is just tossed aside when Miguel needs him. Okay, unlike Nina, who's making this, like, weird um, and, like, a love triangle. Uh, Isn't it? I mean, it's paternal love triangle. I liked the scenes between Robbie and Johnny because they're goofy and, like, really focus on, like... Yeah, they, I guess they're, like, now, like, friendly subway commuters. You know, that's the energy that they have. They're not father and son. They're not and quite, Robbie's fine with that. Yeah, I think they're not quite father and son, but they seem like buds, which is maybe the best you can hope for in a relationship like this. I think that's even more painful. Like, <laughs> I mean, I get that Robbie needs some friends. Robbie already has a fake dad. Does he? Daniel LaRusso? Oh, right. When is he? When is Daniel last checked in with Robbie? Like, he lived at Daniel LaRusso's home for, like, years. Daniel's busy putting jackets on Chosen. This is true. He is actually yeah. literally doing that. All too small for Chosen. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, like, they have, like, some nice things where, like, they're, you know, they're looking for Miguel. Uh, haha, Johnny doesn't speak Spanish, which seems kind of idiotic. Like, I still think that, like, Miguel's grandmother should have gone with them or something, but, like, um... You know, and they, uh, their van gets towed, they need some money. Oh, wait, there's a chili-eating competition. Um, and it's, it's they, like... You see that kind of, like, con man pass that Robbie has coming out a little bit? Yeah, yeah, where he, like, pretends to eat the El Dragon chili, and then he doesn't actually, and it's just, it's just nice and goofy, and, like, they seem like he and his dad are, like, you know, just kind of joshing with each other, it's nothing too serious. I like this stuff, um... Whether there's deep-seated issues of, of Robbie having given up on having there a paternal are. relationship. There are. I'm not going to weigh in on that, but... Oh, oh, can we can we say something? Or can I say something? Like, I observed. Chosen, like, is going on and on through this episode about, like, not taking shortcuts and living your life with honor. Cut to Robbie, like, revealing the chili that he didn't eat, and then Johnny calling that badass, you know? So you're saying he's not deserving of his father's love. I'm saying that this this, this episode has mixed messages. <laughs> this is dark. <laughs> Remember, kids, as a child, you have to earn your parents' love. Oh, my God. That is Especially not what I said. Especially if you're a child. You're not just going to get it. Well, yeah, probably not. I mean, you got to earn something. Look, I like, I like the place that they've settled on for the Johnny-Robbie relationship, at least for now, because I think it is... I think it would be inappropriate for Johnny to start acting like a father figure at this point, you know, and being like, you know, this, like giving fatherly advice and shit. Yeah, because Robbie is like on his deathbed. Robbie is still a teenager. You can still parent your... Come but on it, now. I don't think that... Oh, first of all... You are digging yourself into a very what deep are you hole. talking Your about? logic is eating itself That right is now. not true. I think that, like... I think that we see Robbie differently. I think Robbie's actually mellowed out a bit, too. And you think that Robbie's like a time bomb waiting to, like, shoot up a school. No, I think it's more depressing that he's given up. I, I mean, time bomb Robbie still has a spirit. And now it's been kicked out of him. So, like, every time you see somebody who seems, like, kind of, like, mellow and calm, you're like, mm, you've given up yeah, on life. They're dead in their eyes. Kind of like Terry Silver. Oh, my dead God. Dead in the eyes. That's always why you liked crazy cocaine Silver. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, he's got life in him, guys. He was really alive. Anyway, I think we've done this episode to death at this point. Okay. <laughs> Ratings. Uh, you know, I like the Mexico plots, and I just... Did not like the chosen silver stuff that much. That's like two out of three, but of course our ratings are out of five. What is that mathematically? Let's go with two point eight. Chick Jarons for one. Damn. Okay. Um, I like this one better than the last episode. Um, 
Maybe because it's not just like setting up scenes. Um, I found the chosen silver scenes, especially the first time we saw it, to be amusing. So I'm going to give it four out of five after hours tours of the sword showcase. Wow. Hot. Are you ready to close out? Okay. Okay. Strike first. Strike hard. No mercy. Get out of here. Keep this in. Keep, People keep, are going to hear you in the background. Yeah, keep Nobody wants that. In.